0: Good morning, happy Saturday. It is Saturday, November 11th, 2023. This is the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. I'm Greg. This is also Veterans Day in the United States, so happy Veterans Day to all of my federal veteran, fellow veterans out there. Thank you for your service. Today's readings, Psalm 123, Hebrews 10, 19-39, and Ezekiel 20, 45-22-22. Psalm 123 is a very short psalm. I'm going to read verse 2. Quote, we keep looking to the Lord our God for his mercy. Then in verse 4, we have had more than our fill of the scoffing of the proud and the contempt of the arrogant. For me, I've seen enough, lived enough, and experienced enough to convince me of the reality of my faith. It's just a simple statement of fact for me. It took me a while to get here. Much of it was dedication to being in the Word when, quite honestly, there were times when I just really didn't want to. I'm being completely honest. It was almost like I'm forcing myself to do it. But consistent and constant obedience led me to where I am at today, constantly looking for the Lord, to the Lord for mercy. And scoffers and the arrogant can throw whatever proud and progressive statements they have to get me to think otherwise or ridicule me. But they have not walked the walk. Only if they do can they understand, but until then their words hold no relevance to me when they try to shame my faith. New Testament, Hebrews 10 is where we pick up the story. Verse 19, the result of Jesus' sacrifice is that, quote verse 19, we can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Now, note the word boldly. I use that often, it conveys confidence and certainty. It is this boldness that allows me to reject the scoffers and the proud and arrogant noted in today's psalm. My take, those who do not feel bold in the faith probably need to spend more time in the word and in prayer. For in verse 23, quote, let us hold tightly without warning to the hope we affirm. I think it's warning there. To the hope we affirm, for God can be struck can be trusted to keep his promise. Sorry about that. A consequence of both no glasses and bad handwriting on my part. I think the quote is, let us hold tightly without warning to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Then a stark warning, 26, verse 26, quote, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. Now, I see that it says, once eyes are open, we can't turn away. It's like you can't unsee once you've seen. Now, of course, we can't stop sinning. That's not the point here. We are imperfect human beings. It's in our nature to sin. It's the deliberate sinning, the willful disobedience and rebelling against God that I believe we're talking about here. That's not to excuse our sin. Every time we sin, hopefully we know it and we acknowledge it. And we don't necessarily have to ask forgiveness for it because we've already been forgiven. But as I said, I think yesterday or the day before, at least from my opinion, what I do I think it's a great idea to ask for forgiveness to as a measure of respect. I'm sorry I sinned against you. Quote verse 35, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will you will continue to do God's will, then you will receive all that he has promised. And then verse 39, I want to read as well as a continuation here. We are the faithful ones whose soul will be saved. This is what we're talking about here. Keep your eye on the long game. Sometimes when you do that, and you can do that by walking by the Spirit, That helps to deflect temptation, which helps to deflect falling into sin. Even the most simple ones. You know, um, this is a side note, not in in the notes, but being a small business owner, there are temptations that I come across on a fairly regular basis to cut corners. And I realize them and I avoid them because that's not what I'm about. I see others that do do that some who are more successful, air quotes, than my business is, at least in terms of size and presence and number of clients and all of that, but that's not the point of doing what I do. I will never do anything knowingly unethical in my business, and that's simply because, as I've mentioned before, this business for me is a result of being obedient to God. So if you start being unethical in that sense, then you're it's disobedience. It it goes against totally the point. I'm gonna be doing this business as long as God wants me to. I'm sure that when I get to the point, when he gets to the point of wanting me to move on to something else, I'll know about it. Old Testament, we're in Ezekiel 20. We pick up the story in verse 45. It ends with this. This chapter ends with a short message against the I can't read my writing. Interesting response from Ezekiel here, perhaps showing his uncertainty in his mission. Quote, verse 49, then I said, O sovereign Lord, they are saying of me, he only talks in riddles. Ezekiel 21 is, yes, another message against Israel and her sanctuaries that the Lord is, quote, verse three, about to unleash my sword and destroy your people, the righteous and the wicked alike. Now, it's an interesting thought from that here. Think about it. We who stood by in our righteousness while others do go about their wickedness will still be affected by the wickedness. Now that tells me we should step in to counter wickedness as effectively as possible, asking the Spirit what our actions should be. We should never do something just for the sake of doing something because it makes us feel good. That doesn't cut it. But yet many do do that. It's like, look at me. Look at what I've done. I'm great. What are you doing? Look at what I did. It's not the point. Then another message follows for where, where there are two routes to for, quote, the sword of Babylon's king to follow. The king asks for omens of which road to take. Attack Rabbah or Jerusalem. The king apparently chooses Jerusalem, whose people think that they are safe by treaty, but the king will remind them of their rebellion, then attack. Verse 23 is where that's from. Now, I think here God is using Babylon to discipline Israel. I'm referring to all of God's people here. and It seems that that's when I read Israel in Ezekiel, I'm reading Jerusalem and Samaria. Then a short message follows of destruction to the Ammonites. Just seems to be a little bit random in there, but that rounds out Ezekiel 21. Ezekiel 22 is another message. The Lord asks Ezekiel if Ezekiel is ready to judge Jerusalem. Now, why would Ezekiel's judgment matter? Hang on just a second. I think it might be a test for Ezekiel. How in is he on giving these messages that he had complained not long before were in riddles? Again, being bold in the faith is necessary, not just being knowledgeable in the faith, not just doing what feels good to you, but being bold in the faith. That's the message I get from that, and that's the message that I convey to you. Again, I am not a biblical scholar. I am a Christ follower learning along the way, just like you. May or may not be on point with that, but that's the way that the Spirit led me today. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. Until then... The prayer is that you walk by the spirit. Take care.